0: is 1 p.m. stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture style music and sports
1: all right everyone uh good morning good evening good afternoon good middle of the night what have you uh i am here with a um a now newfound friend of mine i guess you could say in this uh crypto world nft journey um But I'm here and I'm speaking with Stash, Crypto Stash. Um, And we've linked up uh, on Twitter. And as I've had conversations with a bunch of different folks over the last couple of weeks, all signs kind of circled and pointed back to you got to talk to Stash. Um, And it was nice. Actually, I was on your your Twitter uh, just checking out before we spoke and your Crypto Stash, but you got the line Stash the Crypto. Which is is a nice tagline. I like that. And so, I would love to just kick it off and uh, and and have allow yourself to give a, a brief breakdown on who you are and maybe like what you do within crypto world, NFT world, blockchain world, what have you. Can kind of create a little bit more of like a focus to kick off our conversation.
0: All NFT roads lead back to stash. <laughs> That's how I set it all up, guys. For years, I've been I've been I've been laying the tracks. And now, the time has come. So yeah, uh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, really cool. Yeah, connecting with you, and you know, being able to just share a little bit of my journey here in crypto, and specifically, you know, NFTs, blockchain, gaming, and and whatnot. And yeah, most people just call me Stash, uh, Crypto Stash, and all the favorite platforms out there. You know, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all about stashing my crypto. It's, and the tagline is is not just clever. It's literally like what I built, you know, my educational platform kind of stuff on, you know, from the very uh, from the very beginning when I first started doing it. So uh, really kind of, you know, I don't know, it, it's, it's an underlying, you know, ethos to, to what I'm doing here in crypto. But, yeah, I mean, I got started uh, in the industry in um, really 2013 is when I really like solidly took a look at Satoshi's white paper. And that's when it was like,
1: boom, mine explode.
0: Give me like, the moment.
1: Who? Who? you probably remember who's the human or what was the day that you opened up that white paper? Was that the first thing? Like what? It wasn't the, the intro of crypto. No, no. That was actually like the second time or actually really
0: the, the, the third time I had really taken like the first time was like early 2012. And I was just surfing around uh, on Reddit, some news forums and stuff there, you know, some subreddits, And I, I saw Link and Someone was talking about this, you know, magic internet money. I was like, that's weird. I'll, Bitcoin. All right. I'll, you know, click the link, yep. go to the website. And it's like right there. Hey,
1: buy Bitcoin. Were you a techie? Like, did you have an iPhone man. like from the jump? Like what? Yeah. What was yeah. Your I, growing I've been techie, up background
0: a little bit. Right. Exactly. I've been a techie my whole life, man. I started building computers when I was like 14 years old. Uh, I taught myself how to code at 16 and do graphics. So I was doing HTML, all that good stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. Were uh, people crazy.
1: around you like you're a weird
0: computer guy. no man you know uh because i look cool i don't look like a nerd so people i I always i was actually really good at always hiding it man because in high school that was not the cool thing you know i was i did sports too so i like when i'm at home i'm computering do all my but then you know i'm doing sports and stuff like that too so uh it was it was a crazy
1: kind of juxtaposition techie being techie led you to okay i understand this internet thing i can find things like forums things like being on reddit in 2012 which for maybe you or I as like, yeah, it makes sense. Like Twitter, 2009, 10, 11, whatever, being on Reddit, 2012. But for a lot of people, like that was a far out place yeah. still in 2012. So you across yeah. something that piques your interest. What were you doing work-wise? What field were you in or what did you so? Or yeah, so that's that's a damn
0: life? good question, actually. So work-wise, uh, I actually have a degree in architecture. Uh, I did that for a decade, man. And until 2008 and I, my industry was hit incredibly hard in 2008 uh, because, you know, architecture building mm-hmm. go hand in hand. And yeah, that was okay. really the, the cause for that massive global, you know, recession, it, it really call it, you know, uh, probably more of a depression, but yeah, it, it hit me hard. And so I got laid off. I was working on high-end design projects. I was doing a project in Macau, China, Casino, and working on another one in in Cabo San Lucas. And uh, it just, everything was put on hold. I got laid off from, you know, my firm and uh, really just, you know, started trying to look for work. Two years go by, nothing in my field. I mean, it just decimated, you know, before I was in super high demand. People were trying to headhunt me, trying to give me a bunch more money. Come here, come here. And, you know, then like almost (laughs) overnight, it was like, (laughs) boom yeah but that but that's when bitcoin was born that way it was born specifically out of that you know uh, depression so it that not only did 2008 change my life but it was also you know the year uh, about that was going to change millions of other people's you know from now then till now and then you know millions and probably billions in the future yeah. um so so yeah fast forward to 2012 you know, uh, I had been looking for work for, you know, uh, two years plus, And then I just kind of started doing some side jobs in web development and design, because that was my other skill that I just kind of had. Yeah. And it started to pick up and started doing more jobs. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to give this a go. And, you know, because the industry is not recovering very quickly. Yeah. And then it just kind of took off. And so I've been running my web development company uh, here in Long Beach, California for over a decade now. Yeah. And in 2012, you know, so that was kind of like I had started just barely recovering, from that 2008 meltdown, and that's when I first saw it. But you know, I went to that website, and when they were like, "Oh, buy Bitcoin," and then I look at it, and right next to that is like, "Buy Litecoin." I'm like, what? There's two scam. Yep, that was it. It was that. That was the first time. And then after yeah. that, you know, uh, 2013, uh, I, you know, kind of came back around it to again, but didn't get to the white paper. Still, it was the end of 2013 in December, like around Christmas time. Uh, that's when I really like, you know, took a little bit uh, of a deeper dive, saw the white paper, read it. Mm-hmm. And that was when it clicked for me, man. And I knew, ex- I knew right then I needed to get in.
1: Well, two things. What was the date? Do you know off the top of your head, the date that the white paper was published?
0: Uh, yeah. So it's September 9th, January 3rd was the date that it was published. And the reason why is the, because year? the what year, uh, yeah, two, 2009. 2009 got yeah, it. yeah so the because the Genesis block of the Bitcoin uh, blockchain the very first block had a hidden message in it and it was essentially the, uh, the it was the uh, headline of a, of a, a UK paper uh, talking about you know banks
1: doing a bailout and yeah.
0: um, I, I used to have the exact uh, the exact is, phrase memorized it's, yeah. it's, it's I don't have it on but yeah so that's- so that how, how about this
1: thing. that I think is something very important because it kind of as we segue a little bit into the conversation of of blockchain gaming nft gaming we'll see which term maybe takes the 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 lead and, and kind of owns the naming of the category going forward but how important is taking the time to reading some of these white papers for some of these projects to really be able to wrap your head around what is happening here like um Probably, I don't know, conservatively, 10% of people that own Bitcoin have read the, the full paper. What, what would your What's your thought to, to that, spending the time to really getting educated? What did yeah, that do uh, for you? It sounds like it changed your life reading that paper. Yeah.
0: I mean, personally, it, it did change my life. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm a tech guy and, you know, I read that. And honestly, the Satoshi White paper is not very long and it's actually not that technical in nature, really. Uh, it deals with a lot of higher level concepts, so it doesn't go into the, a lot of the technicals. Uh, so, I, you know, I encourage everybody, if you if you touch crypto in any sort of way, you should have already read the original Satoshi Nakamoto Bitcoin white paper. And you can go, you know, find it everywhere. Yep, Google. Um, but yeah, you should. And, and, and you know, and then, it co- you know, when it comes down to other projects, things you know, beyond that. I mean, the white paper is the technical document. It does outline everything as it should, you know, as it should work and what they expect to do. So, uh, you know, sometimes it can be daunting for a lot of people because of that fact. Uh, I've I read white papers to my damn eyes bleed, man. And I still do it to this day, you know, if I'm going to really invest into a project because I do my due diligence because my thing is all about, I'm all about fundamentals. You know, I look at the charts and technical analysis, sure, but I really focus on fundamentals and uh, the white paper is a pretty big part of that. Now that said, I mean, most people, you're right, aren't going to read it. They're not going to take the time. Even the Bitcoin white paper, I would be surprised if 10% of people who have ever touched crypto
1: actually have read it. Yeah, Uh, That would be a high number. I, I would think it's probably more like less than 5%. So we, something that I, well, white paper, I read the Axie Infinity uh, yeah. white paper and I met those uh, guys over there and I love it. I mean, as a, as a human that, video games shaped a large portion of my life, mainly on the sports side, simulation, playing with my buddies, you know, Madden franchise mode, et cetera. And then shooters, the Halo series, Call of Duty series, et cetera. Um, Crackdown was one of my favorite games, actually, (laughs) as I think back to Xbox 360. Um, But reading through that paper and understanding how they're setting up you know, the economies for the long term. And then, so rare is another uh, thing that I spend my time on and, and kind of dabble and play. And then, understanding how, you know, the founding group or, or the team behind kind of the project, I guess you could say, because as these things become more decentralized, really their consumers are partners and, and a part of the, the actual economy and business outcome. I think it gives you a lot more empowerment as you dive into these things. And so it definitely, maybe like I could see a service almost of like helping break down that stuff. But I think for founders of projects, it's equally as important to, to spend time getting your consumers to read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that most projects don't do that though. I think that they, they put it out there because they know people will ask if they don't have one. Mm-hmm. Now, if they do have one and they just see it's there, I, I think a lot of people will, will probably skip that over and not read it because, like I said, it, 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 you know, some of them can get incredibly technical yeah. and confusing and things like, you know, there's a lot of industry terms in there and stuff like that. So, you, yep. know, it, you know, if you are a heavy investor, you know, I always say that it's important to know a project uh, down to its fundament, you know, fundamentals like that. And uh, you know, it's worth the time for for you know for that for a sizable investment. I mean, if you're throwing a hundred bucks at something, man, yeah. I guess you could just YOLO yeah. and be like, totally. Eh, totally. they have a YPA reading right yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Right.
1: know? That a, um, yeah. something that I won't go down the path of, but for a later conversation for us, because of your background knowledge, understanding, you know, the, the word fundamentals being tossed around is oxymoronic, maybe is not the right way to put it, but as I Speak to kind of the older generation. I'll I'll throw my, my father out there, and he might end up listening to this. But a, mm. a lot of his maybe contemporaries or peers, you know, that are um, wealth management or financial advisors, right? They talk about the fundamentals of your money, or or investing in the stock market, or Warren Buffett for you you yeah. should buy a business on their fundamentals, and then we see what happens from financial aspect of the printing of the U.S. dollar and all that, and then you go to the white paper. And it's like, well, there's fundamentals. But then you've got the counter argument of like, none of that is fundamental. Digital makes no sense. You should be buying stocks on fundamentals. You know, like this world of what is fundamentals is really like clashing and colliding. Yeah. And you probably have a unique perspective of time spent in the financial sector. And then now kind of the, the digital financial sector.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Fundamentals really translate into anything you're going to invest in, you know, in my opinion, uh, you know, they, they don't they're not specific to one asset class. You know, it's not like, oh, well, the fundamentals, you know, that you look at are you know, different for uh, certain types of stocks or, or you, know, you know, gold or things like that. You know, they're all things that you want to look at. And obviously, you know, different different things for each asset is like yep. no, there's no CEO of gold. You yeah. know, as much as as, <laughs> as much as some, some people like named Peter might think so, uh, yeah. you know, there, yeah. there isn't, yeah. you know, but so, so you definitely have some things that you look at in general for any kind of project you're investing. In. I mean, you look at the team, right? Yeah. What, what are they doing? Who are they? What have they yeah. been doing? What's, you know, like, do they have a, a track record of success? Do they have a, you know, do they have a roadmap that makes sense? Is the white paper there? You know, does it, is it technically sound? Uh, what about the community? You know, the community is a huge aspect in particular in crypto. It is the one of the number one fundamental aspects uh, aspects I look at. Now, people with stocks, and things like that, they probably don't look as, at that as much because community to them doesn't drive what they're looking for in metrics. But they're completely wrong because all the the economy is moving towards you know a, you know community driven yeah. revenues, and, and, it, and it's, like, it's, it night and day you can see it.
1: Like brand that can't be necessarily quantified on paper, mm-hmm. like the barstool effect of how pen gaming, you know, can capture so much of that without it making sense on paper based on the old school, I guess you could say fundamentals. Right.
0: Right. I mean, look at Doge as a, as a yeah. cryptocurrency. I mean, it's got a massive community of people who support this meme coin that was created as a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the top 20 of market caps and, you know, and, and volume. Yeah. So, you know, community is a massive driver in cryptocurrency and not so much in traditional stocks.
1: Let's, I'm going to hit the brakes, bring it over here, have some fun, talk about gaming. I think the community and, and you know, blockchain games and NFT games, What uh, where's your head at? Give me just a, a little bit, you have a favorite project or, or something you're paying attention to or maybe working on right now that is uh is of excitement to discuss?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, blockchain gaming is definitely one of those things that I've been, you know, interested in, involved in since its kind of inception here and, and kind of some of the tenets of it. You know, and I talk about it actually every Thursday. I do a show called uh, the Secret Agent Stash blockchain gaming show. Love and that. so I, and you I dress do that as,
1: on Theta TV, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. On Theta, yeah. So it's cryptostash.theta.tv and uh, so I, I dress as a secret agent as I start off the show because I'm it's a secret agents themed show. Nice. And we have we have the game, it's a different game every time, and then I have to get into a new disguise every show so I can infiltrate the game and show everybody how it works show them the play to earn elements how they can actually earn real mm-hmm. world value by playing uh and we talk about it and we have fun we do giveaways so yeah it's it's very interactive and a lot of fun and so love yeah it. it's it's all about blockchain gaming but yeah i mean I, so i feature a lot of, of, of great games there but some of my favorites uh are gods unchained love that game uh, it's a gods Unchained
1: game. by immutable x is that what it is uh, yep
0: yep the team at, at immutable yep so they they uh i've, I've been playing that game since closed beta Uh, for years now already and uh, they've come a long way and i think that we're really going to see that game explode here
1: pretty quick with their scaling solution and what is what is god's unchained in, in a brief synopsis
0: uh it's a it's a card game so just like hearthstone magic the gathering same kind of style you know card battle game so you collect the cards you know put together decks and but the great thing about it that sets it apart from those games is you own the cards on hearthstone you don't own anything buy packs you can't trade the cards so if you if you, you're looking for one you need you just gotta keep buying packs and packs mm-hmm. and then you end up with a bunch of duplicates and things like that and you know similar issues with magic the gathering but with uh, gods and chain you actually own those cards they live in your wallet you can trade them you can sell them you can you know and, and so i think that's one of the big advantages and obviously the fact that they allow you to you know play the game for free yeah and you earn, up. earn you the can packs grind and right yeah 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 you, you can you don't even have to pay put any money into it if you really didn't want to you just keep
1: mm-hmm. earning packs by playing and it's great how about from a a real uh maybe a open world or i don't even know what the moniker like i guess role-playing game but i moment. think a lot about grand theft auto yeah i know Decentraland has kind of been th- thrown out any like open world projects that that have your interest or oh yeah to keep an eye on oh yeah yeah, Decentraland is one of them. They, we, we kind of call them
0: uh, virtual worlds or virtual land worlds, right? Uh, Decentraland is kind of one of the first ones. Uh, but the one I've really invested in the, in the most and that I spend most of my time in is the Sandbox. Okay. And so the Sandbox is a voxel-based... Uh, you know, virtual world game platform where you you own the actual land uh, in the game, and you can develop things on like games or experiences, or and then you can monetize it. You can make it so people you know play your game and they earn NFTs, or they're mining on your on your land. It's it's like limitless, you know, mm-hmm. and they're actually getting ready to launch into like a open you know what they call pre-season zero so it's like an open beta essentially for uh, for playing and uh, yeah so so i'm an ambassador for the program and i'm actually working on a game for inside the sandbox as well that's themed secret agent stash
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice good stuff there was an announcement today i believe i'm trying to remember i don't know if it was ubisoft maybe it was one of the the um big sports gambling books but something called um Decentral Games yep and uh and kind of the the gambling nature and aspect of it you paying any attention over there or anything you can kind of give color on on what happened with that oh yeah for sure so uh, that
0: Decentral Games actually partner with Atari and they're doing like the official Atari casino inside of Decentraland and so you know just like I said all these experiences you can create and, you know, uh, gambling is one of them. So you can go in there and you can play blackjack or you can put, you know, do slots and you can actually, you know, hook up your wallet and you're spending uh, either mana or uh, I think die is X die is one of the ones that they offer. And then also the Atari token. So you'll be able to use your Atari tokens inside of Decentraland to be able to, to you know, play games at the Atari casino. And so uh, I'm an early games, investor in the Atari the token as well.
1: Decentral games, games is a function and factored, facet of Decentraland. And Atari att- worked with Decentral Games to build out the experience within Decentraland.
0: Yeah, Decentral Games is 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 not. Uh, they're, I, they're, I don't believe they're associated directly with the Decentraland team. They're third party they're that a
1: builds on top of Decentraland? Yeah,
0: they're exactly. They're, they're they're a company that builds experiences and and cool things in there. They have a lot of really cool, um, you know, lands already built out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, including a, a, one of the largest casinos in there too, I think, and and they build a bunch of other uh, experiences and stuff in in decentralized too.
1: Love it. You mentioned the Atari token. Yeah. Give me give me some layman's terms about what is the Atari token, and maybe why people should, when they think about Atari, not just think about, you know, joystick and the you know the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's kind of what pe- most people associate Atari with. They, they,
0: you know, it's that nostalgia feeling, right? You know, I mean, I had, I grew up, man, you know, playing the 2600, and then, you know, obviously moved on, but I still had that massive love for Atari, and I always have. And so, you know, they've really come into like a new renaissance here with their entire brand. So, not only have they like started to get into blockchain and crypto, but they also launched their own uh, brand new console last uh, in December of last year. It's called the VCS. And it's actually a hybrid console. So it's like part traditional console, like an Xbox, a PlayStation, but also part computer, PC. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of do both things on those things. You can actually upgrade the, the console itself with more memory and more you know, uh, power and stuff like that. Uh, so so really cool console. And you know, they've just really pushed. And the way that they market it, they don't necessarily say this outright, but okay. the VCS is a blockchain-enabled console. And that's a huge thing. It's the first really to the market. And they really haven't like you know branded it that way. But
1: what would you what what, what does blockchain-enabled console mean? Right. So so that I mean that means that you'll be able to a
0: use cryptocurrencies for experiences in games or other things on you know through that the console itself directly, mm-hmm. and then also be able to connect to blockchain-based games like the sandbox, which mm-hmm. you'll be able to play on the Atari VCS. Uh, because mm. of the partnership they have, and Atari is actually, you know, uh, licensed and building, um, you know, actual experiences inside the sandbox as well. So they Made have sense. games and so, different places there.
1: So the oh, Central Land and Sandbox, traditional mine, those are two almost competing worlds and yes. companies. Atari plays in both.
0: That's true. Yeah. And well played, Atari. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: exactly. And how does Atari token? play into this and where can you learn more about Atari token? Is it traded on bitrix Finance? how do you acquire Atari token?
0: Uh yeah, I mean you can learn more about it on their websites. I think it's Atari Token or Tokens.com. Um I, I've also done a bunch of great articles and videos on it, like kind of detailing things why I think it's important, et cetera, Where's so your you can...
1: site where people can find that?
0: Uh crypto stash.com or youtube.com Amazing. slash cryptostash. I'm pretty much crypto stash everywhere you want <laughs> to be cryptostash stash you know yeah, S T A C H E though, and not the other dash yep. because that's yep. why it's clever. Anyways, uh, so so yeah, I mean, so so there there's there's a lot of of, of value there with what they're doing. I think I, I I like the direction they're going with the new console. That was really one of the things that put it over the top for me. You know, if they were just launching like a a cryptocurrency and there wasn't much utility, but yeah, they've really pushed it. And they're they're really going to be doing some some interesting things here. Um, so as
1: a as a casino someone that likes to play blackjack, you know, at the Borgata. Mm-hmm. I now almost am getting close to a world where I can go in VR, or right now it's just web-based web even, and mm-hmm. play blackjack. Now this is all computer generated, so it's a bit different than like playing with a dealer with, with cards, but they have a partnership with this company building within Decentraland where they'll have virtual casinos and the token Ha, you know, can be traded on marketplaces where it can liquidate to US dollar. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially the, the ecosystem I and mean, that's pretty much, you know, what all utility type tokens. That's that's their desire. Yeah. Right. To have some sort of utility that they actually, you know, that, that, that you know, gives them purpose. And, you know, not really the fact that like, it's just speculation. It's not a security, you know, so there is actual utility. In it. And then, you know, yeah, if you want to be able to trade it to USD, which I don't know why you would do that, but I mean, I guess you could. It's uh, but, you know. <laughs>
1: to each his own, right? To each his own. Right,
0: for sure, man. I mean, it's out there if you really yep. want to. Yeah.
1: I don't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> exactly. Anything, uh, parting words, thoughts, um, as you know, we sit, sit here, as we virtually communicate over the web on a Monday, Um, thoughts going ahead for this week or or something that's like pressing on your brain? Like right when you get off this, it's like, oh, I got to check on what's happening there or what's kind of hot on your mind. NFTs, man, every day, all day. That's all I do. I talk
0: about it. I'm researching it. I'm, I'm creating them. I'm helping people. I mean, I've had so many people come in. I've I've been able to help, you know, day after day, especially with, you know, them kind of, you know, that scene exploding here in the last few Mm -hmm months and I, I you know and that's i spend a lot of time helping people i really love it so yeah i really focus on that and i actually have uh, multiple projects in the works right now uh so very excited for for what's going to be well, what i'm going to be dropping here in the next month or two. Oh yeah
1: it's really well, going to be massive I hope we, we get a look to to tell more of your story well everyone can find you on crypto stash.com youtube crypto stash stash is s-d-a-c-h-e um yeah and that's about it
0: This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.